0: Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0 For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Zazzle Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys. You're dealing with any. Kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800 747 3. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zazlo Show 2.0. My guys, Mark anajar Jar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anna Jar, they believe in me. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslo family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered. And that's why I'm sending you to them as well. BruntInsurance.com 954 589 2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Alright, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 28th of March. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast, however you're listening to us. Always appreciate you guys hanging out with us here. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. That's good for the algorithm, that really helps me. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody about the show. And of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys 800-747-3 that's 800-747-3733 if you've been involved in an accident got to make sure you're taken care of you can't do everything on your own all right and that's why i send you to the only guys i trust the best accident attorneys around anajar and levine mark anajar glenn levine ellie anajar those guys have been behind me from the very beginning so obviously i trust them I'm going to send you to them if you're dealing with an injury. You got to make sure you get compensated, all right? Car accident, motorcycle, boat, slip and fall. Get an attorney on the phone immediately. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Very upset about the Panthers' loss last night. I'm sticking a fork in them. They're done. I know I did that about a month ago, but they're done. Panthers are done. With eight games remaining, You can't lose four consecutive games. We'll circle right back to that in a second. Because we actually have a really fun show planned today. We're in a good mood today because we got, this is a double guest show. We got two guests joining the program today. We're going to talk NBA, Metal Arc Media, The Athletic, Cinephobe, Zach Harper. We like him a lot. He's going to join the show. We'll talk some hoops with him. Obviously, we got to talk movies as well, all right? I told you, I saw John Wick this weekend. We'll see what he's been into recently, so we'll do a little bit of that with him. Excited to have Zach Harper back on the program. I'm even more excited to welcome a University of Miami Hall of Famer on the show today. When I think of Canes basketball, there's one guy that comes to my mind first. He's got his number retired. He's in the Hall of Fame. Jack McClinton. Is going to join the program. I haven't spoken to Jack in a few years. I'm super excited to get Jack McClinton on Zaslow Show 2.0 for the very first time. One of my all-time favorite Miami Hurricanes. Jack McClinton will be on the show today. You're not going to want to miss that. Before we get into this important stuff. So, I got to tell you. I watched the season premiere. The season 4 premiere. See, final season of Succession on HBO is underway. And and it's a, it's, it's a weekly episodic television show. Ten episodes. I point that out because nowadays we're so used to being able to do the binging, right? But sometimes, I like having to wait the week. I like the anticipation sometimes. I like the build sometimes. I like that. Now, Succession isn't necessarily one of these shows, but... I like when it's an event and we're all watching together. You know, Sopranos was like that. Game of Thrones is like that. Breaking Bad is like that. I wouldn't... Secession's not like that. But I'm using those as examples of how... I don't mind once in a while when the great show, when my favorite show, is a weekly episodic show. And we're not just binging it all and I'm done with it in two... I mean, look. Ten episodes. If Secession was was bingeable, if if it all came out at once, I'd be done with it in two days, easily. And then it's like I've waited all this time to be done with it in two days. I don't want to be done with it in two days. So, I watched Secession, I watched the premiere yesterday. And I gotta tell you, you know, I tweeted out yesterday, this this is a top five all-time show. Just the writing is so good, the acting, it's so witty, it's fast-paced, it's quick. It's, it, I mean, it's funny, but it's it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. And, I, like, I, I tweet out that it's top five. It, it might be higher. Like, my all-time favorite shows, all right? The Wire, no particular order. The Wire, Game of Thrones, Sons of Anarchy, <coughs> Breaking Bad, and let's throw in Succession. I think those are probably um, it's so it's so hard. There's so many good shows. But those are like the greatest, I think. Oh uh, so you didn't mention Sopranos. Obviously. Uh, yeah, Sopranos is amazing. I, I I Secession might be top three. It really might. It is an all time great show. And I feel like it flies a little. I feel like it flies a little under the radar. But just the the acting is incredible, the writing is incredible, the characters are so detestable. But I love all the characters. Like there's like there's some shows where when they're dealing with a certain storyline with one of the characters, it's like ah that storyline's boring. I don't feel that way about any of the. Ca- I love every character. All three. Si- well, I mean, like I love to hate every character. I guess all three of the siblings their uh, their half sibling who of course uh, you know Connor, who was Cameron Fry in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, what, 35 years ago? Brian Cox playing Logan Roy. Every character on the show. Tom Womgans, Greg the Egg. Every character on the show, I'm into every story that's going on. And yes, the stories, it's all completely intertwined. It's really one story. But anytime the focus is on one particular character or two particular characters at a time, I'm not like, all right, let's move on. Let's get to someone else. Nope. Every character on the show is equally detestable, and I love them all. I can't... I, I guess I'm upset that this is the final season. But like I said, sometimes you like it when a show is weekly episodic, so I'm not going to blow through it right away. So I'm, I'm so glad that Secession is back. Watched the season premiere yesterday. It's fantastic. It's a phenomenal show. Incredible show. I, I can't get enough of it. Alright, super excited for the show today. Let's get a couple things out of the way here, okay? First of all, you know one of our newest sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0? Water Cleanup of Florida, the Greenstein Boys... They're going to take care of any kind of damage you have. May have come from a leak. May have come from a fire. Look, when disaster strikes in your home or your business, you need to make sure you get specialized, fast, and reliable services. No one wants to deal with this kind of mess. And that's why I send you to guys that I trust. Water Cleanup of Florida, they know how unexpected property damage it's, it's going to take over your life, all right? You don't have time for this. The Water Cleanup of Florida team, they're prepared to handle disasters of all sizes, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, fully licensed, insured, and general contractor that provides you that one-stop shopping, that busy home and business owners you require. So you don't have to worry about making a bunch of different calls. It's your one-stop shop serving all the Tri-County area, Miami-Dade. Broward, Palm Beach County, follow them on social, Facebook and Instagram, Water Cleanup of Florida, call or text immediately when you think you may have a problem, let's take care of it right away, 954-900-8635, Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to wcufl.com, Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz, love having them on board, love new sponsors. If you're interested in getting on board Zaslow Show 2.0, we're still in the growing stages of the program. I think we're in month number five, right? Let's see. We started the very end of October. So that should be easy to figure out. October to December, that's two months. And then December into the new that's a new year. It takes you to January. So let's add another month there. So that's three months. Now we're at the end of January. Now it's a new year. So we're at three months. January is the first month. We're at the end of March. That's the third month. Let's add two more. Three plus two is five. Five months. Five months we're into Zaslow. That's how we do it. Say I didn't even need an abacus. Five months now. We're into Zazlo Show 2.0. If you're interested in getting involved, still, like I said, in the infancy stages of the program here, you hit me up, you get in touch, we'll see if your business is a good match. If it works for you, we'll see if it works for me, and maybe we could do something together. So, always love bringing on new sponsors, like Water Cleanup of Florida, right there. So, the Panthers here, and then I want to get to Jack McClinton, okay? Because he's going to make us all feel really good. I'm super excited to catch up with him. The Panthers they lose last night. They lose five to two in Ottawa. It's the start of a Canadian road trip, which continues tomorrow night in Toronto and then Montreal. Panthers are done. The Panthers, after after such a shit first half of the year, they finally are playing great hockey where they win six out of seven. They finally get to that sixth six gets that second wild card playoff spot. And from that point now, they've lost four in a row. And not just lost four in a row, they've lost all four in regulation. No points in the last four games. Eight possible points, and the Panthers pick up none of them. With losses to the terrible Flyers, get their ass kicked by the Maple Leafs, lose to the Rangers in a game they led 2 nothing, and last night, they lose to Ottawa. It was 3-2 to in the third, a terrible penalty from Anton Lundell what the fuck are you doing a terrible penalty from Anton Lundell they score on the power play there it was with about four minutes left in the game so you're toast they go down 4-2 they still pull the goalie 5-2 Bobrovsky was very good yesterday would you have liked him to have made that save on the power play that made it 4-2 yes but he also made some other sensational saves throughout the game that kept the Panthers in it, especially after the first period when they're down 2-0. Lundell takes a terrible penalty. The Panthers' season is over. It's over. This team is done. And you know what? They tricked me last week. And it's not shame on them. That's shame on me. I fell for the rope-a-dope. I said, you know what? They've won six out of seven. Finally, the Panthers are looking like the Panthers. Why would I take that small sample size and think that it erases the previous 70 games before that? No, I fell for it. The murderer of fun, he tricked me and the Panthers, they're done. They're done. It's so disappointing. I don't even want to, I don't even want to look at the standings because you just take my word for it. They're done. But let's look at the standings. So the Panthers, the Islanders win last night. Islanders hosted a great Devils team. Beat them up. Islanders win. Penguins were off last night. So the Panthers now are three points back still of the Penguins. Penguins now have a game in hand. That's bad. And now the Panthers are six points back of the Islanders. And the Islanders have a game in hand. they good. That's it. They're done. Three back of Pittsburgh, six back of the Islanders. So let's forget about the Islanders. And the Islanders have a game in hand. So now, you got one position available to you. If we want to play in fairy tale land and see what it would take for the Panthers to make the postseason. Which they're not. They're three back of Pittsburgh. Penguins have a game in hand. Excuse me, let me correct myself. The Panthers have a game in hand on the Islanders but they're 6 back. The Penguins have a game in hand on the Panthers. Panthers are 3 points back. Both scenarios there are a big giant shit burger. This team is done. Season's over. It, and, and it it's so disappointing. Like I said, you finally pull into that into that wild card spot. You won 6 out of 7 and you followed up with four straight losses? Two of them you play like shit. And again, the penalties, that penalty from Lundell last night. To face off. You're down 3 2. It feels like the Panthers are coming. It feels like they're inching toward a tying goal here. Forsling has the first two. Panthers getting a lot of chances. I mean, Anthony Duclair, don't be afraid to finish. I mean, he had three golden opportunities throughout the game. Don't be afraid to finish and score a goal that's not in an empty net, Anthony Duclair. I believe that's his only goal. You get a face-off in the center zone, and what does Lundell do? He passes the puck with his hand. You can't do that. You can't do that in a face-off. Yeah, I mean, right away, everybody knew what he did. He looked like dumb... Like, I don't think he knows the rule. Because, A, why would you do that? They're going to see it. And B... He looked like he had no idea what just happened. No idea. Everybody knows what you just did. You you cost them. The, you blew the game. You, oh, it doesn't come down to one play. You know what? Sometimes it does. The Panthers, that was a killer. With four and a half minutes left, Lundell takes a stupid penalty. So even if they didn't score there, you're down to two minutes left instead of four. But they did score game over. Terrible. And you know what? Goldie and Moeller said before the game too. Need Anton Lundell to step up. He's in a big spot here. He was playing, he was filling in the center position for Sam Bennett, who remains out. Lundell's there in between. Reinhard and Kachuk. Hey, major opportunity here. And what happens? Takes a penalty that ends up costing the team the game. Terrible. Terrible job out of Anton Lundell last night. All right. I, I don't want to get all carried away with it. You know what I'm saying? Because we got the Canes in the Final Four. Feel great about the Canes. We got Larry Nagle all over the place doing interviews. We got Katie Meyer all over the place doing interviews. Love it. I'm so pleased. Got something huge. I, I, and I'll tell you what. I'm very conflicted about Saturday Night. I'm very conflicted. Sazlo, what are you so conflicted about? Saturday Night's Night 1 WrestleMania. Kane's are in the Final Four. And WrestleMania's official card starts at 8 p.m. I was hoping maybe it'd be 7. I'm very conflicted. So, WrestleMania's main card starts at 8 p.m. Which means the show will probably go to 11.30. Kane's game is going to start a little bit before 9 p.m. Which means it's going to end... Around the same time that, probably a little before WrestleMania ends. Am I going to have the entire Canes Final Four on the small TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room? Canes have never been in the Final Four. It's historic. Now, it's not like I wouldn't be paying a ton of attention. But are we jumping up and down, jumping around the room, watching the Canes on the small TV with it muted? I don't know what I'm going to do. What I may have to do, it may have to be Kane's Final Four, small TV first half. And then in the second half, we may have to pause WrestleMania night one. Watch the Kane's game on the big TV. Because WrestleMania can't go to the small TV. Can't have it muted. It loses the whole ambiance. Kane's big TV second half. And then when celebrating, when super excited about the Canes winning the national semifinal, we then watch the final, what are we talking, hour of WrestleMania. That, or hour and a half of WrestleMania. That that may be the way to go. I'm very conflicted about Saturday night. Very conflicted. I'll tell you what I'm not conflicted about. Right quick here. Then we, And then we're going to get to Jack McClendon. I'll tell you what I'm not conflicted about. Another one of our brand new sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0, Broward Meat and Fish. I told you, I picked up a couple huge skirt steaks at Broward Meat and Fish last week. Barbecued, put it on the grill a couple nights ago. My wife said, Jonathan, that's what she calls me. Jonathan, are these the meat that you got from Broward Meat and Fish? I go, yes, you like it, right? She goes, amazing. I'm telling you, I've never seen a selection of meat and fish like I saw the very first time that I walked into Broward Meat and Fish. And we're not just talking, that's not all you can get there. We're talking full grocery shop at Broward Meat and Fish. You're getting everything there. But when we're talking about the meat, when we're talking about the fish, you're going to get not only everything that you need grocery-wise, but the butchers and the fishmongers at the full-service meat and seafood counter, they're going to prepare your cut exactly the way you want it. It's the freshest flavor and quality. And you know, I also love Broward Meat and Fish because for over 30 years now, they know what this community is about. They've been serving the Caribbean and Latin community for over three decades on their shelves, stocked. All kinds of international brands that remind all of us where we came from. It could be Jamaica, Haiti, Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, Peru. Find the location nearest to you at BrowardMeatAndFish.com. I got one right here close to me in Pembroke Pines. Grand opening was a few weeks ago. Newest one. Incredible, incredible location in Margate. Find the location nearest to you. BrowardMeatAndFish.com. So when the Canes clinch the final four appearance on Sunday. I started thinking to myself, I want to get one of the former players on the show. I want to hear from one of the guys who was part of building what this program has got to today. And one of the first guys I thought of is one of my all-time favorite Hurricanes really should be every Hurricanes Hoops fans, all-time favorite player, the great Jack McClinton joining us here on Zaslow show 2.0. So good to talk to you, Jack. It's been a really long time. And so describe to me what, Sunday evening is like. How are you experiencing? A, a, essentially, the second half of this game.
1: All right, uh, I was I was having brunch. Uh, my wife he cooked brunch. Had some mimosas. Was feeling good. I was trying to get ready for the game, and you know, just watching that game, it literally felt like I was there. You know, it just brought it just brought back so many memories because you got to think when my in two thousand eight we lost to Texas on the round of 32. So for me, I'm like, this is, this is revenge. This is our revenge towards comeback season. So it was just an amazing feeling to see how hard those guys fought. I spent a lot of time with the team this year in the summer um, during the season. So I got to kind of get a really inside look on how good this team is. You got to think, I think five or seven of those guys were in the elite eight last year and they didn't want to have that feeling, you know, missing out again. So I knew they had what it takes um, to kind of, take it to the next level. And like, I mean, it was just a, one of the ma- best Sundays I've had in a long time.
0: Four you guys go
1: to the final four?
0: Were, like they're down 13, 64, 51. Yeah. And I was saying how as crazy, it's crazy to look back at it now, but the turning point in the game, like the breakthrough finally was when, and I forget who it was, maybe it was Poplar who, who inbounded the ball baseline, right. all the players back, easy dunk, that cut it to 64-53, and that right there was when the run started. And, and, of course, offense was no issue on Sunday. Just had to get some stops. So right. were were you were you ever thinking to yourself, man, like, you know, Texas is too good. We're down 13. There's only like 11, 12 minutes left. we got a problem here.
1: No, not at all. You know, basketball is a game of runs. You know, even when I play, you know, coach lets you know basketball is a game of runs. They're going to have their runs. you got to think. Texas makes seven three-pointers in the first half. That's the most they usually make in a game. So, obviously, we knew that – I knew that that wasn't going to continue. hats off to Texas. You know what I mean? They played an amazing game. But, you know, as time surpasses, like, you can start saying, like, okay, Miami has been in this moment before in Elite Eight. Um, They got big seniors. They got guys that's played at this high level. You got Nigel Nigel Pack played against Texas at Kansas State. So – it was one of those things where it was like it was only a matter of time in my mind. Like everybody was calling, me like, "Oh, it's over for you guys." I'm like, "Relax, just watch. Just the, the time's going to run down. You know, it's coming, it's coming." And then we made our rush. We made our pull, and you know, that's what happens. The game of runs. I was, to be honest, I was never worried that game. I, I felt I felt supremely confident, and I said it before the tournament. I believe this Miami team could win the whole thing. I, tr- you could ask any of my friends, Carlos Boozer, whoever, right? Acting on what I was saying before this season, especially when the tournament started, like, look, Miami can win this, can win this. And I always say, I said, Miami has the perfect team for a single elimination tournament because this is how I look at it from from a former player perspective. In the tournament, you got to have a sniper, a knockdown shooter that can literally get hot at any time and make five, six threes. You got that in natural pack. In the tournament, you have to have a guy that's like, kind of like a sleeper, doesn't get, doesn't really get like, the looks or the notoriety is like your star players, but can get you 25 at any time. Great defender and rebounder. You got that in Wooga. You got to have somebody can give the ball to and can get a bucket at any moment. Automatic bucket. That's Isaiah Wong. You got to have a mismatch problem. Somebody that's a mismatch problem at any time. Like, okay, it's a mismatch. Let's open the floor up. You got that in Jordan Miller. You got to have a motor guy and a rebounder at all levels. That's an animal nonstop. That's norchet And you got to have, like, two to three guys on the bench. You don't need nine or ten. You don't need – you, know, you got to go ninety. but we got we got Beverly. Like, he's, like, a, a long defender, can pass, can shoot it, can finish. You got Bensley Joseph. He's picking up full court. He's going to give you that spark. And you got a guy like Ant Walker who's long and, like, he's slowly but surely come out his show, but he's been on this team for multiple years. So, like, this is the perfect team to win a national championship. And I I sit on that. I say that with supreme confidence.
0: And how about Coach Laranaga? You know, I I just, I don't even know where to start when when it comes to, you know, all the great things that I want to say about him, but he's so easy to like. You could tell the kids love him. And for an older gentleman, you know, he still clearly connects with these young kids. Tell me a little bit about Coach Allen, the job he's done
1: yeah, I was literally about to get to Coach L because, you know, Coach L has done a great job in having everybody buying into the system. He has everybody out there. Everybody's playing selfless. And, you know, Coach L is a very psychological type of guy, so I know he has these guys mentally on the right track. And when you play in these big moments, you know, it's 99% mental. You know, everybody can shoot, everybody can dribble, everybody can dunk and run and jump. But, like, who has that mentality? Who has that belief system that they can win in? Because, you know, A belief is nothing but a thought you've been thinking for a long period of time. And I'm sure Coach L has told these guys, hey, look, we have a team that we can win a national championship. And these guys have bought into that. And spending time at his practices, like, the thing with Coach L, he makes everyone feel like family. Like, my family came to a practice um, when I had got inducted into the Hall of Fame. They came to practice. Coach L made the whole team come shake my family's hand. Hey, go say what's up to Jack, one of the best players in Miami history. Got I didn't play for Coach L. Right. He didn't have to do that, so it shows you the type of guy he is, where it's almost like empowering his team. And I felt like I feel like I'm a part of this team, and I didn't even play with Coach L. So that shows you the type of person he is. So, and I'm a big guy in energy and frequency. If you if you carry yourself like that, it's contagious, and we're seeing this in the NCAA tournament right now.
0: One of the things that just stunned me, not because I didn't think that this Kane's team is good enough, but you're, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with student athletes, and. They were just so cool in the closing moments. Uh, now, sure. look, Houston, they really beat up Houston, okay? But this game, you're down 13, 12, 13 minutes left. The chance to go to the Final Four. This is the number two seed, Texas. I mean, this is a very improbable run you're going to have to make here to wind up winning this game. And just they were cool, you know? Uh, Isaiah Wong with the mid-range jumpers. Jordan Miller from the free throw line. Even Norchad O'Meara. He gets the three-point play, which finally puts the Canes up one. They were they were just so cool down the stretch. And, you know, it's one thing for an NBA player to make clutch free throws. These are professionals. College kids, you, you never really know when the pressure going to them, right, right, and right. the pressure never got to them, Jack.
1: For so, sure, 100%. Like I said, that's a testament to Coach L. If you watch the bench or Coach L and his coaching staff on that bench, he never looked rattled. The last thing you want to do in these situations as a coach, uh, look around right because your team is looking over to the bench for confirmation. That whole game, Coach L was cool, calm, collective. I mean, he took a George Mason team to the final four. So it's like, he's been there before. So I'm not saying n- nothing against the Texas coach or anything like that, but like, they've already had these experiences. He's already knows what that feels like. So there was no like reason as my, like, why can't I get back there? And that showed, I mean, the team was a reflection of the coach, and Coach L was like he's done a great job with these guys. He's done a great job relating to these guys. You know, you saw after the game they beat uh, uh I'm I'm drawing a blank right now when they beat um Houston. Yeah. He was dancing. He was dancing yeah. in the locker room yeah. like he's relatable. <laughs> guys like that that makes guys feel comfortable and confident. So I mean, hats off to Coach L and the whole coaching staff.
0: So where is uh where is the plan for uh, uh the McClinton family? What's the plan for Saturday night Final Four? Where are you going to be watching? What's the setup like?
1: Oh, come on. I'm, gonna, I'm there. I'm are you gonna, going? I'm not, okay, you're going. Oh, yeah, I'm coming. Oh, come on now. Come on. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll get there on Thursday. Good. I, I can't miss this moment. I cannot miss this moment. Like, this is my opportunity to be a part of something special that I didn't really get to experience. You know, obviously, I got to experience, you know, playing in the NCAA tournament in 2008. I got to experience a great individual game. We played St. Mary's and Patty Mills. Had, you know, six points in the first half. 32 in the second. end up with 38. But Steph Curry has 40. Nobody talks about my 38. (laughs) (laughs) Next next round, we play Texas. We lose to them by three. And, like, it's a full circle moment, man. Like, we played UConn in the Paradise Jam in the Bahamas, you know, my junior year. So, it's like, for me, it just seems serendipitous, how everything is coming full circle. That's why I truly believe that this University of Miami team is gonna it's gonna they're gonna defy the odds and and be in the history books by winning the national championship.
0: Who which other former players have you spoken to uh over the last 24 hours?
1: Well, me and Julian Gamble were watching the whole game. Like we watched it like together. Obviously, he's overseas playing right now. You know, I've talked to James Dues, uh Brian Asbury, Um those are guys that I've been talking to the most. Uh, but everybody's been called raw. gonna start a group chat now just to kind of get the energy and the vibes good. And we're getting positive vibrations to the team so they can win this because none of us have experienced something like this. Ever. It's the Final Four, man. It's the biggest the biggest thing in the world right now. Final Four.
0: Do you know of any other former players? Not necessarily your your former teammates, but do you know of any other former players who are, are going to be heading out there?
1: I know James Dew said he was gone. Um, a lot of guys are still playing, you know, like a lot of guys like the Shane Larkins, Lonnie Walkers, the Bruce Browns, like
0: the guys that play on the
1: coachel. Yeah, they're either overseas or in the NBA. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are they're still playing. Maybe a Malcolm Grant, I'm gonna hit him up. He may, he may come down, but I'm gonna try to rally up the troops so we can just get that that full support system because I know that's that gets it going, man. When you got those, you got those alums there supporting the younger guys, you know. Even when I played, you know, you have some former players coming to watch you. I mean we're a family the U the you, is a family so you know we need to represent for the for for the team and and the culture of University of Miami.
0: What do you make of where college basketball is right now because you're someone you came over from Siena you had to sit that, out a whole year and now right. of course you got the transfer portal and the way I remember your your coach uh at Siena he was fired so you you know you you didn't sign on to play for a new coach so you want to leave yeah. And it's, right. it was so stupid the way the rules were, you know, if your coach is fired or maybe your coach moves on for a better job, why should the kid have to be stuck there? Well, you left, you had to sit out. Well, now you get to go transfer portal. You can move on. It's so much better the way it is now. Well, what what do you make of, of the way college, and let's, let's also include the NIL and all that. What do you make of where right. college basketball is right now?
1: Well, you know, we can go back to, you know, I'm going to give you this exclusive drop because not too many people know, uh, what happened at Siena. So when I was at Siena, um, I pretty much went to Siena because of coach Rob Lanier and coach Jackson, who was assistant coach at the time, who was, was at the, I sat at the Spurs for now. So I went there and when coach Lanier got fired, you know, I just, I wanted to transfer. Like I was like, man, my coach is leaving. Like they're bringing in someone new. Um, You know, the coach that they bring in coach Graham McCaffrey had huge success at Siena. He's an amazing coach right now. But I remember back then when, I was trying to transfer, you know, Sienna wasn't trying to let me transfer. So back then, you know, schools could hold you, quote unquote, you know, they heard I wanted to transfer to certain schools said so he put a hold on certain schools that I couldn't go to. So it wasn't just like easy to be like, oh, I want to transfer and then let you go. So that was the first start. So then transferring, I go to Miami, my dad puts a highlight tape together, you know, it was the, you know, highlight tape all my, all mixed. And he's literally sent it to every school in the country, every school. And you know who's going to take a who's going to take a shot on a you know a transfer from a mid major going to the ACC you know in University of Miami and Coach Hafe took a chance on me and and you know it worked itself out but now you you fast forward to now like guys can get up and leave whenever the coach don't have to get fired they can just say you know what I'm not getting enough playing time and I can leave and I think there's there's pros and cons of that um, I think on the player side it's pros because at the end of the day got four years of college to play if you you know a lot of times coaches may tell you one thing you get to the campus and it's something different you know some things are out of your control but on the flip side you know I'm a guy I believe in like supreme loyalty if a guy brings me in and he stays there I need to be loyal to that guy that comes in so I think it's become harder for some coaches to be like you know what like I have a recruiting class next year four of my guys want to leave so it's hard to like distinguish like what guys to bring in and then on the high school side it's as a high schooler, man, you got to be a five or four star because these colleges are going straight to the portal now. Yep. They're not, you know, they're they're recruiting high school kids. But like, if I want to win now, I'm going to get a 20 year old, and that's what you see at these levels now with these teams, these mid majors. They got all 20, 21 year old grown men from transfer portal, yep. and it's like I don't believe there's no mid major, high major, or low major. I think it's just NCAA Division One sports, and I always say that to all the young kids that may be watching this now. Don't be so set in stone about oh, I got to go to the the high major schools basketball is basketball if you got a game they're going to find you so and then nil i think nil is great i mean you look at i even take myself for example like man if i would if nil was around when i was around in college man i feel like i'd be a multi-millionaire in college Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i think it's good that these players get a chance to make some money and i think it's good that these players get a chance to showcase their brand because a lot of times you know you couldn't really speak up and be yourself now nils provide opportunities where businesses can actually see what a guy's like off the court. and that's something I do now is try to teach these young kids how to leverage their likeness. You know what I mean? It's all about leverage. This whole spot is about leverage. So I've talked to the University of Miami basketball team this year just about how to leverage yourself, man, how to look, how to, you know, after a game, shake everyone's hand. Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, You know, the, the smallest thing, have a good haircut. Make sure your pants are pulled up. Make sure your shirt's tucked in. The smallest stuff that, you know, You may not understand, but it goes a long way when when you think about life after basketball.
0: Yeah, no, I, I hear you.
2: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all.
0: the Lady Canes—they fall short, of course, on Sunday night. But what a tremendous run, right?
1: Oh my God, I love Coach Meyer. I mean, she's 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 around when I was there. She's always showed extreme love to me. So in return, I'm always supporting them. And I mean, who who would have thought that that Miami team would be in the Elite Eight? But it's all about belief. Coach Meyer puts that belief in in her in the team. It's like you can do anything. Literally, you could do whatever you want to do in this world. It's just your mental. That's all it is. You you know, don't be overthinking. Every time you think about something, you gotta overcome the thought. Don't think. Just play basketball. You know how to play basketball. You know, you could you don't have to touch a basketball for three weeks. You can go out there and shoot it. You know it. So why would I think about my jump shot? <laughs> you know?
0: How uh how nervous are you gonna be Saturday night?
1: Oh uh, I'm gonna be nervous. I'm telling you, I feel like this team is gonna win a national championship. Um <laughs> Obviously, there are going to be some jitters, you know, obviously being going, you know, this is this will be my first Final Four that I've ever been to. Like, even, you know, in the past, I've never been to a Final Four, so I'm excited for that. Um, just in that atmosphere, it'll be an amazing thing to be out there. But I have supreme confidence in this team, man. I have, like, the utmost confidence, and I've been saying it all year, like, watch out for the Hurricanes. Like, this team is amazing. They have the perfect pieces, and they've done a great job putting a great team together, a great selfless team, so. Not too much to be nervous about on my end.
0: So you're super confident. Did you purchase a one way plane ticket to Houston? Yes. Okay. One way.
1: Okay. But I always do that though. I I, I never purchase round trip because you never know. You can go out there, <laughs> and it's like I might meet somebody. It's like, oh, Jack, let's talk and sit down. You know, I'm a businessman now. I'm not a basketball player, so that's my tip. With other people like one ways because life is All about right.
0: experiences.
1: Okay. You know what I mean? One ways. All right. Might have to stay after After we win. Might have to stay until Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> I like
0: it. I like it. Uh, like I said, I, I mean, Jack McClinton, probably my all-time favorite Miami Hurricane Who player. His number, of course, is retired. I've told you before, I'll never understand for the life of me how, how how Jack, how NBA teams, how did NBA teams not give Jack McClinton more of a shot? I'll, Jack, I'll never understand it. I'll never make sense man, of it.
1: I'm the same way, man. It's, 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 it's just, you know, the NBA is a little bit of luck. You know, it's a little bit of uh, timing. Um, you know, when I when I got done playing at University of Miami, I was going to leave my junior year. Um, you know, I had a great tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times back then, they don't want to get the older guys. I decided to come back and it goes back to the loyalty part. Like, you know what? I'm going to come back, play for my coach and we're going to try to do it again. So came back my senior year and I don't know if people knew I used to always wear tape on my wrist. Um, I used to write stuff on it, but I had a wrist injury and I never got surgery on. I didn't need surgery. They said you can get surgery, but it'll keep you out for too long. So I never got uh, surgery on my uh, wrist. Draft comes after my senior year. It's crazy. I get a call. I believe it was Jeff Goodman, one of the guys from the draft. And they call Coach A and say, hey, you know, Jackson want to get drafted to the New York Knicks. They have two picks. They have like the third or fourth pick. And they have the 29th pick. And if they don't take Steph Curry at, the, at their top pick, they're looking for like a dynamic score. That's like a combo at the 29th pick. So I remember that day, I'm calling all my friends. Yo, we going first run in New York. I'm from Maryland. We good. Like, don't worry. I got us forever. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So I'm, like, totally geeked up, right? And then I remember during the draft, I remember, like, yesterday, like, there's another exclusive draft for you. I'm um, running, like, the 14th pick. I get a call from the Knicks. Like, oh, hey, Jack. You mind your Steph Curry going went early went to the Warriors. The Knicks had drafted Jordan Hill with their early pick. They called me. I was like, hey, Jack, uh, we looked at your physical. We noticed you had, like, an, a wrist injury, you know, during your time in Miami, if you didn't get surgery I'm like, well, you guys need that. Because, you know, you get prepared for the draft. You go through yep. physical. You got to talk. They know everything about you. They're like, yeah, we drafted Dino Gallinari the year before. He had back spasms. He missed the whole year. We're actually going to pass on you in this first-round pick. And they end up drafting Tony Douglas. Nothing against Tony Douglas. Tony right. Douglas is a great, he's a great player. Ah, State, our yeah, player for Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So, you know, that was one of those things where I'm like, wow. So I dropped a 51 to San Antonio. And you know, you know, you know, San Antonio's system is like bring guys in, send them overseas, bring them back. It's a great organization, it's a farm system. And I, I didn't really want to do the whole go overseas. I'm like, this is my moment. So they wanted to send me overseas. I said, no, I wanna, I wanna try to make this team. Now that I think back on it, I probably should have did it. You know what I mean? Because when you go overseas, the NBA team owns your rights. Right. So I was like, now nah, release me and let me go to a team to make it. So they released me one day before camp. I end up going to the Timberwolves. And that's the year they drafted Johnny Flynn, Ricky Rubio. Um, who else did they? It was they had a tie loss and they had to drafted a ton of point guards. After one week, I got cut, so I ended up overseas anyway. So it's just like it's all about luck, decisions, and and you know it's 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 a lot of things that go into it. But like I wouldn't change my process for anything. Like I'm still involved in the game right now. I represent a lot of athletes on the management and branding side. I'm still at all the games. I'm able to assist young athletes, so I'm happy with where I'm at. But like you know. The NBA is about a little luck, but I always say, man, like the goal is to leverage basketball. You got to use basketball and let it use you. So, you know, that's about That's my little two cents to all the young guys that are, you know, thinking I'll have those NBA dreams. You know, leverage that game as much as you can when you're in college. Leverage it, build your network up, meet people, shake hands with the, everybody that goes to the game. Oh, he sat on the floor, go shake his hand he's probably somebody he's on the floor so <laughs> it's just small things man and the nba it didn't work in my favor but at the end of the day like i'm still a part of it you know so i'm tell not every, mad at it at all
0: tell everyone how they can check out what you got going on it, clearly you're still very involved
1: yeah i mean if you guys want to check out anything i'm doing head over to active www.activedreamers.com and also you can head over to loaded.rs on instagram which is a resort and swimwear line active dreamers is all about creating merchandise um to inspire the youth to dream bigger so i'm all about inspiration i'm all about you know telling my story through products and and it's all about inspiration man like i I went through a lot with this basketball journey so whatever i can pass on to the next generation um that's what i'm here to do so super excited for remind me on saturday i'll be there john thank you so much for having me it means a lot and thank um, you go canes it's all about the you baby
0: really good catching up with you jack i appreciate it man have fun this weekend
1: thank you john you too
0: Excellent job by Jack McClinton, and of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, our beer of choice. Johnny Cuba, go pick up a refreshing six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Emas. Don't forget about that. Johnny Cuba, picante hot sauce made with the finest Jamaican peppers. You can pick that up and all of their hot sauce flavors at Broward Meat and Fish. I told you all about that. Jack was excellent. He was really good. And for the younger Kane fan, you go back and watch some footage of Jack McClinton. I'm telling you, I for the life of me, I'll never understand how that dude was not an NBA player. And and yeah, he gave you some good nuggets there on what happened with the Spurs. I didn't know that. How they wanted to send him overseas. He didn't want to. That's also one of those cases where when you're not drafted. How about the Knicks? The Knicks screwing him. When when ah, the Knicks. When when you're not drafted in the first round. That's one of those cases where if you're not drafted in the first round, you don't want to be drafted. Because in the second round, it's not a guaranteed contract. That's why it's so important to go in the first round. Guaranteed contract. Second round's not a guaranteed contract. So if you're not drafted in the first round, you you almost don't want to be drafted because you want to then be able to sign with whatever team you want. As long as they want you, of course. But you're not guaranteed to make a team in the second round when you're picked in the second round. But that's the only team that you could try and make. Otherwise, if you're not drafted in the second round and it's not going to be a guaranteed contract, you would almost rather choose which team you think you may be a good fit on who also thinks that you would be a good fit for their team. You could choose where you want to go to try and make the team rather than only one team because they selected you in the second round. Neither contract's guaranteed. You may as well have some flexibility. You may as well be able to choose which team you're going to try out for. So sometimes you end up getting screwed if you're selected in the second round. You don't want to be selected at all. You want to sign as an undrafted, uh, unrestricted free agent. Anyway, ter- I hope everyone enjoyed hearing from Jack there. How about that? I mean, he's going to be there in Houston. And that's a cool story with Laranaga, how Coach had all the players go, sh- go go say hello to his family. Really good. St- and he he's a good dude, man. I'm a big fan of Jack McClinton, if you couldn't tell. You could obviously tell. So, we're going to do some NBA with Zach Harper coming up in a few minutes here. But before we do that, so the Heat are back in action tonight, coming off of a pathetic 29-point loss at home to the Brooklyn Nets. The Heat played Toronto tonight. It's a TNT game, 7:30. The Heat played Toronto tonight. The Heat are tied in the standings with Brooklyn. Number 6, number 7, 40, and 35. The Heat do not own the tiebreak with Brooklyn because head-to-head the Nets swept the season series. Now, New York won last night. The Heat still remain two back in the loss column of the Knicks. Tomorrow night, they're in New York. If you have any chance of catching New York, tomorrow night is a must-win game. You pick up a game there, season series would be a tie. The Heat win that tie break because the Heat are going to win their division, the Knicks are not. You're three up on number eight, Atlanta. They're not going to catch you. Toronto, if they beat the Heat tonight, Toronto now is just two back of the Heat still will be really difficult for them to catch Miami but this is a Toronto team that is jockeying for position because Toronto while at number nine Toronto would host Chicago in the play-in if you're number nine you got to win you got to win two games you get one chance to win two games if you're number nine if you're number eight which is where Toronto wants to jump to and they would if they beat the heat tonight you get two chances. Uh, to win one game, all right? So if you're number nine, if you're Toronto right now, you get one chance to win two games. They would have to beat Chicago at home, then go on the road to face the loser of the 7-8 matchup. But if Toronto, who has a lot to play for tonight, that's why I'm telling you this, were to jump to number eight, they would have two chances to win one. Toronto would then have a chance to win at the number seven team, which in this case is Miami, and if they lose that, they would then host the winner of 9-10 in the play-in. So, Toronto, who has been playing well, Toronto's got a lot to play for tonight. So difficult to know what to expect of the Heat, because they play up to their competition, and they play down to their competition. The Heat really squandered a major opportunity to jump to number 5. Obviously, since they're tied... Record wise, they don't have the tie break, but since they're tied record-wise with Brooklyn, they still have a opportunity to get number six. If you're number six, you would face number three as it stands right now, and it looks like it's gonna be number three Philadelphia. Philadelphia's lost three in a row, the Celtics have won three in a row, so the Celtics are back to on the heels of Milwaukee, they're two back at number one Milwaukee, but Boston is three up on number three Philadelphia. So the difference between six and seven is not just the playing now. It's looking like the difference between playing Boston in the first round or Philadelphia on the first round. And we'll ask Zach Harper coming up if he thinks who he thinks the Heat have a better chance against either one of those teams. I think the Heat would beat Philly in the first round. I don't trust that Sixer team. I don't trust the coach. I don't trust Harden. I don't. We've never seen it out of Embiid either. Embiid has has never been past the second round. Embiid doesn't win big games. Now, it's not that he doesn't play well. See, there's a difference between Embiid and Harden. Embiid plays well, but doesn't win big games. Harden, Harden does not play big in big games either. So, th- there's a difference between the two. But you put those guys together, I don't trust them. And the coach, Doc Rivers, no, no one flops more in the playoffs than Doc Rivers. Yeah. So, I think the Heat would beat Philadelphia. Boston, I don't think the Heat would beat. I think they would put a scare into them. I think that could be a long series. So that's, that's what's at play for the Heat here over the next couple of nights. All right, before we get to Zach Harper here, talking about newest sponsors on the show. Love when we get new sponsors, and one of them is Sheets and Giggles. You guys love it when I told it. When I announced that Sheets and Giggles, my well, man, Colin, he's the founder and CEO. He's super pumped about the Canes, about FAU. He's a South Florida guy. Super pumped about the final four. I was talking with them about it yesterday. I mean we're the center we're the center of the college basketball universe, South Florida. Colin and Sheets and Giggles, they're super excited about it. All right. Hey, the Zaslow family, we're now four. We're now four of over a hundred thousand Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. We've had the sheets for a couple weeks now. So soft, so breathable. It keeps me cool at night. I got the comforter, I got the sheets, I got the pillowcases, I got the eucalyptus pillow. That's right. Hey, they also have eucalyptus mattresses. And one of the coolest things about Sheets and Giggles, besides that it's all so comfortable, they're super environmentally friendly. We're talking up to 30% less energy use than cotton sheets, no pesticides, no incesticides, got that 400 thread count you know what i'm talking about and they got those extra deep corners so you can put the fitted sheet plus they tell you there's a tag that tells you which side of your mattress this corner of the fitted sheet goes we all hate when you put the mattress on then you got to change. oh i did it the wrong way doesn't happen with sheets and goes they're help they're telling you they make it easy hey sheetsgiggles.com, and you could be like the zaslow family sleeping comfortably SheetsGiggles.com slash Zazlo. If you use my promo code Zazlo, you get 20% off your first purchase at Sheets and Giggles. I'm telling you, you'll thank me later. Thank Colin, all right? Thank Colin for being a part of the show and his entire crew there at Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. Everybody knows all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our official beer, beer of choice on Zazlow Show 2.0. is always, Johnny Cuba, European roots of the Caribbean soul a german lager in a can you could pick up a six-pack right now sedano's presidente win dixie fresco Imaz. remember always want to drink responsibly and johnny cuba's mantra stay to don joining us here zach harper back on the show here talk some hoops with us obviously cinephobe will ask him about some movies too series xm mad dog radio zach how you doing you doing okay
3: my Aztecs are inexplicably in the final four. Uh, I'm dumbfounded by it. I know you guys are going through similar stuff in, uh, in South Florida. And, uh, I I just seriously can't believe it. Like this is it's a weird team to have in the Final Four. It's very college basketball for this to happen.
0: Okay, so, you know, I'm I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about FAU. I mean, we're excited about UM and FAU sure. here. I know plenty about UM basketball. I've only learned about what's going on at FAU over the last few weeks here. So, so what what is FAU facing in this San Diego State team?
3: Some of the ugliest basketball you'll see. Like so it's just like there's nothing pretty about it. The last two games where they beat Alabama and then beat Creighton, they San Diego State scored 28 points in the first half in both games. I mean, they they, they clang jumpers off the back iron. They don't pass the ball particularly well. There's no real play creation. It is just a hard nosed team. It looks like it looks like a bunch of football players playing intramural basketball. Like that's what that's what the team looks like. But they like they can defend. They can rebound. They're great at shot blocking. They're great at forcing turnovers. And they kind of just grind out these victories that are super ugly. Now, FAU plays a brand of basketball that is very intelligent. And and especially like approaching a team that is that plays as ugly as San Diego State, it could it could really benefit them. But if they can't really take physical play and it takes them out of their game, they're they're in for a, a really rough, rough night.
0: Does everyone at San Diego State just love Kawhi Leonard?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's our, he's our God, right? Like, he's our basketball God. Like, we, we have three incredible sports gods Kawhi, Marshall Falk, Tony Gwynn. Like, those are, those are our three. Like, we don't, we're not a rich history, rich history. We also have Carl Weathers, though. Carl Weathers, San Diego State football. Uh, so maybe we have four, but we're not a rich history. But when we get one, we really get one.
0: Did everyone just know that Kawhi Leonard was going to be awesome?
3: No, because I mean, we knew he was going to be good. I think. (laughs) Pretty early on his freshman season, you thought, like, okay, this is an NBA player. Like he was super big, giant hands, um, really good defender, but he couldn't dribble, he couldn't shoot, like, like he didn't have a lot of playmaking skills. And but when he came back second year and all of a sudden he he had massive improvements in everything except shooting, you thought, Oh, this is this is a lottery pick. And then and then after a month with the Spurs, I was like, Is this the same guy? All of a sudden he's hitting quarter three. I never saw him hit a quarter three at San Diego State. Like it's just he was he his his ability to just catapult his career based on what we saw from him as a freshman is truly remarkable.
0: Now, I want to talk. Obviously, I want to talk NBA and I'm asking ask a couple of movie stuff as well. But yeah. uh, is this like most of the you're a San Diego State alum? I'm here in South Florida, so I'm super into it. The rest of the country hates this Final Four, right?
3: Yeah. And you know what? Screw them. Yeah, you know, mean, dumb like oh Coach K's final game. Oh UNC. I don't give a damn about that. I don't give a damn about Yukon. I don't give a damn about Villanova. We got Beach Cities in the final. That's what like that's where people want to be. We don't care about your flyover states. No one cares about rock chalk jayhawk. Like, no one cares about that stuff. No one cares about Kentucky and that fraud coach Cal who can't actually coach in a basketball game. He can just recruit. And now that NIL is a thing, oh, surprise they're not that good anymore. Like, we don't care about that stuff. We care about having a great city. Great scenery, and guess what? It's our turn in the final four. And if you don't like it, you better hope UConn wins.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, what have we? Uh, what have we seen recently in the theaters? Have we seen any new movies recently? Oh,
3: Saw John Wick four. I saw
0: John Wick this weekend oh. too. Oh my god!
3: I so I went last showing on Thursday night. Last hey, showing is on that? Thursday. Was that a night.
0: midnight showing?
3: It, it was like it started at like eleven ten
0: so
2: tired. Well, the
3: the show time is 1050, but it starts at 1110 because we got like 20 minutes of previews. Yeah, And so I got out of the theater about 150 and I was I actually got locked in the parking lot like their their card scanner didn't work. And so I'm like going around all these exits trying to figure out how to get out of here because I'm like do I just break the arm of this gate? Like what do I do here? And finally got found a security guard to let me out like 20 minutes later. But the whole time I was just so jacked up on what had happened like that's that's the best action movie I've ever seen I could not believe I mean there are three long action scenes that got to be 20 25 minutes each right and one of them you know not to spoil anything for people but there's one where it's kind of this continuous shot and I've never seen that in an action movie before. I've never seen like that angle, that level of execution for it. I mean, I was just blown away. I love the John Wick franchise. I avoid all the trailers now. I've done it for the last two movies. I try to not I try to not see anything on the internet. No pictures. The only thing I saw for John Wick 3 was a picture of him on the horse and I was so mad that I saw that <laughs> cuz I wanted to go in super fresh like it's my favorite movie franchise absolutely blown away. by. He was on done. a horse
0: again in this one. He was. He loves being on a horse. Keanu just loves horses. I was saying on my show yesterday, no spoilers of course, but there's, there were two scenes in particular to me which I just were outrageous. When they're fighting in the traffic all right, yeah. Oh, my unbelievable. God. That is, there's so much going on in that scene. <laughs> yep, unbelievable. And, and of course, where he's trying to get up the steps to get to yeah. the church. I mean, oh my god, incredible drama that yeah. scene. I amazing. And and it's yeah, I think so it's the good. greatest action. Uh, I, what's it called? If it's not a trilogy, what's what's four movies? What Quad
3: quadrilogy. I think it's okay. a quadrilogy. Well, yeah,
0: it's the greatest that in action history <laughs> in in movies. It's it's yeah. It was it was outstanding. It, it was it's so good. We loved it, man. We yeah. loved it. Really cool. Uh, what have you reviewed recently? Because obviously John Wick is not going to be on Cinephobe.
3: No, it's not going to be on Cinephobe. The latest Cinephobe we have is Event Horizon. I don't know if you remember that Sam Neil Lawrence Fishburne I have, movie. You know,
0: that's funny because I, I saw you preview that you're going to talk about it and I've never yeah. seen it. So now I put it in my queue on Prime.
3: It's a it's a weird movie, man. Like it's a super weird movie. But so that one just came out coming out this Thursday uh in Sino Man. We did Encino Man, <laughs> so it's a big, it's a big turn from Event Horizon, which is kind of this weird sci-fi horror movie to a Paulie Shore movie. Uh, it's a, it's a, de- it's definitely a different turn, but uh, yeah, Encino Man comes out on Thursday.
0: How would you describe this NBA season? Has this been a good NBA season?
3: It's been a good NBA season. Like I, I think for me, I would just say chaotic, which I think is the. It's kind of the design of the plan tournament, right? Like there's so much tanking and there's still tanking going on like we can't we can't pretend there's not but it's fewer teams tanking because the playing tournament just forces you to be more competitive like oh you're only three games out of the 10 don't trade off all your players at you know at the deadline like I and and the fact that in the Western Conference I think the Timberwolves for example are two games out of the four seed I think two games out of the four seed and they're two or one and a half games out of being 11th Right. Like the Western Conference is just insane. Like the East is kind of settling in, right? We have four teams that have that have locked in playoff bursts. we We know that, you know, Miami could get up to to six. you know, they they hurt themselves by losing to Brooklyn, especially the way they did. But they could still get up to six. Like that's still very doable. Um, but we kind of know like who the ten are going to be unless there's a complete collapse. Everything in the West is absolute chaos.
0: How many teams can win the West?
3: Um, that's a great question. I would say, Probably six. I would uh, like Denver, crazy Phoenix, Golden State. Although Golden State, I mean, Golden State's playing awful basketball. Like they really do. I I think they have it in them, but it's hard to flip that switch. Like they they really have to get their act together, especially on the road. Um, I would say the Clippers if Paul George comes back, and I think I think he'll come back. You know, by the by the halfway through the first round, if not sooner. Um, I think Memphis could, and then. That's Actually, no, that's it. 5. Yeah, I'll go 5. I don't think Sacramento can. I'm not buying the Lakers. Like I know that LeBron's back and they played great without it. That team's not good enough to win the West.
0: The Heat had a terrible weekend. They really blew it. They yeah. they, they had a chance if they beat the Nets this weekend. They really had a chance to challenge for 5th because yep. they'd have been one back in New York who they play on Wednesday. And now I certainly don't feel about that good about that game anyway. So really a terrible weekend for the Heat. But if, if the Heat, one way or the other, you know, it looks like it's gonna be Boston or Philadelphia that they face in the first round. Do you give them a shot against either one of those teams?
3: I don't think they could be Boston. I think Boston has has figured out their offense, their ball move. Well, I mean, it regresses a little bit during the season, but I, I do think they're kind of back to their offensive ways. Of there's a lot of ball movement, there's a lot of player movement. And with the skill set that they have in terms of, you know, their their backcourt and their wings, um, and even you know, throw Al Horford into that, uh, I just I don't know. That's a lot of shooting. There's a, just a lot of shooting on Boston's side that I don't know that Miami can keep up with. Although Miami overthink over the last eleven games, shooting like forty percent from three. So you know they're starting to make open shots again, which is their problem um, from an offensive standpoint. I think they can beat Philly. I like Philly Philly's in a Philly's in that. You got to prove it to us mode. We've never seen a dominant run from Joel Embiid. Um, The best series he's ever had numbers wise was also the series. They lost to the Hawks like he like he just he hasn't brought it. It's been an illness. It's been an injury. He he broke his face like whatever. We know James Harden's history in the playoffs. We know Doc Rivers history in the playoffs outside of 2008. Um, That's just a team where I recognize how good they are. Amazing defensive team can be. Truly dynamic and, and impossible to match up with on offense, but that's a that's a team where they have so many components that just cancel each other out and shoot themselves in the foot constantly. That no, they got to prove it before I believe they can knock off someone like
0: Miami. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when the Mavericks made the Kyrie Irving trade, I asked Israel Gutierrez if the Maver- before before anyone played a game in a new uniform, mm-hmm. I asked, "Are the Mavericks a good franchise?" And now. Based on what we've seen after the Kyrie Irving trade, and even just the willingness to make the Kyrie Irving trade, I'm gonna ask you: Are the Mavericks a good franchise?
3: No, Um, I think they have been before, but not currently. Like, it, I mean, even get back to a few years ago where they had that that scandal on the on the business side of it. Right? It wasn't, or as far as we know, it wasn't the basketball side, but on the business side of it. Uh, I mean, that's a toxic work environment. I know we can throw that around and people, are like, oh, whatever. Like, that was really bad. That was really, really bad. And they kind of skated on it. Like, the league should have come down way harder on them than they did. And then you go to host Dirk Nowitzki. Look, they have one of the all t- already Lucas, one of the all-time talents. He's unbelievable. He's so good. He whines a lot, but whatever. Lots of players whine a lot, right? Um, their inability to put players around their stars outside of what happened in 2011 which maybe is a, a little fluky right but still whatever they won and and they had a good they had a really good team but their inability to go get guys and make good decisions and keep you know keep coaches with plenty of like options for the rotation right like Rick Carlisle was duct taping together rotations for that team the last few years and then and now Jason Kidd who knows what he's doing um to have the unrest that they just had in the, in the front office. Like this is a team that is, that is bordering on becoming a, a perennial disaster and alienating their, their best, their best player and the second best player in franchise history already. Um, like they, they got to get it together. I get why they traded for Kyrie. They struggle in free agency and they're trying to make a big swing and go, go get a guy. and And that was the way to do it. If he walks this summer, what did you do it for? to probably miss the playoffs now like they don't have tiebreakers against a lot of those guys in front of them like they're they're in big trouble and you have to give him the four-year max to 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 salvage the trade and try to build for next year and then any part of you think that he's not going to like he didn't want to go to Dallas any part of you think he's not going to just like request a trade in six months after he gets that contract like of course he does.
0: right they let Jalen Brunson and Steve Nash walk for nothing
3: yeah, I mean, I, I think the Brunson thing, they should have had more foresight on, but yep. once the extent, and I don't know, like, you couldn't give him a $90, $100 million extension at the time, he ended up proving that that's, that's right, but I don't know, like, I think they were in kind of a hard place there Um, with with that, like, and once, once we got to, like, halfway through the season, like, he was going to the Knicks, like, he... He just like he loves the Knicks growing up. His dad works there. Like he he wanted to be the point guard for the Knicks. Now, I I don't think there's anything you can do about that outside of maybe overpaying him. Maybe that would have that would have fixed it. And maybe they should have done that. You know what? Maybe like <clears throat> he's justifying a hundred million dollar contract. Could he have justified 120 million? Maybe. I don't know. He's really good. Um the Stephen Ashley, like they were just <laughs> like, well, medicine can't help him he's got a bad back. We'll, we'll never, we'll never improve in medicine. We've never improved in medicine, even though we used to give, you know, we used to give dental patients, cocaine to numb things. Like we just like medicine will never progress. Like that one was stupid. Like the Steve, I can understand the Brunson one. the Steve Nashville, just stupid.
0: What did you make of LeBron? LeBron returns over the weekend. <laughs> this guy. All right. Right. This guy, you know, LeBron returns two days after three days, maybe after getting mad, at multiple NBA reporters, like like legit top NBA guys, saying that the Lakers are hopeful he's going to make his return before the end of the season, there was an evaluation, blah, blah, blah. He gets mad only to return right after and prove all of those, not negative reports correct, all of those seemingly positive reports correct. What's going on there?
3: Well, to be fair, he had to go out there and lie about like this is the fastest anyone's ever recovered from this, and they told me I need surgery, but I went and saw let's just call him the second best foot doctor because he That's says from right. LeBron James. I feet. Made that, like, everyone's yeah. made that joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like why wouldn't you go to the best one? But whatever, His second best is still really good. Still, I'm sure it's a great doctor. Um, and like he has to come out there, and then it's like, well, you're gonna have surgery in the off Then he goes, I don't, I, I don't talk to you guys. You'll in the never know. It's like, yeah, unless you need us to like pump up your shitty space jam movie. Then you need us to come out. Then you need to talk to us. Um, I don't know, man. It's like, I part of me thinks like he needed to get back on the court To, It's not an easy thing to fit him in. This isn't like plugging and playing Kevin Durant in Phoenix. Like LeBron is, as you know, like he is an ecosystem on the court. Uh, we saw that in the, in the return against the bulls. Like I think got eight shots, eight shots. Like granted, he was in foul trouble, but he also played 36 minutes. Like he's, he took eight shots in that game. Um, LeBron completely changes the way that they've been playing without him. I did not see them going, what was it, like six and three or whatever it was, seven and four, whatever it was what they were without him. I didn't see that coming. Like, totally honest. Like, I thought they were done and they have played an incredible brand of basketball without him. But now that he's back, Austin Reeves, D'Angelo Russell, all these guys have to adjust. Anthony Davis, all of them have to adjust and go away from what was so good. Now you can do that and maybe be even better because it's LeBron James, but that might take a couple of games. And I don't know if they have a couple of games. I mean, lucky for them, Dallas is pooping themselves nightly now, right? Like Dallas can't even beat Charlotte. Um, so maybe like that will save them. But the Lakers don't have a lot of wiggle room.
0: Do you have an NBA MVP vote? I do, yeah. Okay. Have you decided yeah. what you're doing with it yet?
3: No, I haven't. I I know where I'm leaning. Um I'm still leaning Giannis. I think he's had the most impressive season, especially considering what they what they were able to do. Like Chris Middleton, again, I think people forget Chris Middleton's really good. He's played 29 games. Like, that's it. And they are the best team in basketball. Best record in basketball. Um, Giannis has been unbelievable. But, I mean, Jokic just beat him. Jokic is having a historic season. Embiid and and, and Jokic are, are battling it out on Monday and Embiid dropped 47 on Jokic last time they played and Embiid has been MVP worthy. Like it's definitely between those three. That's not breaking any news there. Um I don't, you know, Tatum kind of fell off. And I, I think he was in that race for a while, but he fell off. But I, you know, I change probably hourly what well, I think if, I'm gonna if do you that. Vote.
0: If you're going Giannis one, then your second place vote is maybe the really important one. So do you know where right. you would go for second place then?
3: Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. Um, That's really
0: what it boils down to then for on your ballot.
3: Maybe Embiid. You know, by by, by the time I finish the sentence, it might be Jokic. I don't know, but it's like it's it's tough. Like it is. I hate when people are like, how can you vote for this guy? Oh, no, it has to be this. Like we have to do these like pompous audacious statements about like who you're voting for. It's like, don't be stupid. Like we are literally splitting hairs here. We are going head to head matchups. We are checking out like we're trying to figure out what does individual defensive rating mean? By the way, it means nothing. Like, quit using <laughs> that, people. It means absolutely nothing. Uh, but, like, we're trying to do that, right? Like, I I do think this is the closest race we've had. I mean, definitely since since Westbrook Harden-Kawhi. And and it's, I, it's even closer than that.
0: Is that the most worthless NBA stat out there?
3: Oh, man. There's a lot. I know. It's still screen assist. Screen assist is the stupidest stat we've ever tracked. The, the, the reason I know this is because only one franchise has ever truly used it, and it's Utah Jazz trying to justify giving $200 million to Rudy Gobert. Like, <laughs> oh, but a screen assist. It's like, yeah, but I can't throw him the ball and expect him to catch it. Like, we, like, it's great. He sets good screens. Like, that's not my priority here. It helps, but it's not my priority. I need someone who can catch a basketball. And so screen assist is still the dumbest one, but individual defensive rating, it doesn't mean anything. You have no context of what you're putting that up against. Now you get into like on-off numbers that helps, but defensive rating, offensive rating, they only truly matter when you're using five, you know, five-person lineup data that is like over an extended period, like over hundreds and hundreds of minutes. That's when it starts to mean something.
0: Okay. Lastly, here yeah. for Zach Harper, uh, I want to ask you about Jalen Brown. What do you make of what's going on there? I mean, they, they've they've fallen off, obviously. I mean, they've won a few in a row now, but yeah. they've fallen off over the last few weeks and now you got one of their star players very publicly talking about maybe I'm done here going into the postseason certainly not what you want to hear what do you make of what's going on there
3: I absolutely love it good for him they've had him on trade blocks they you know they haggle with him over that that rookie extension which he got a he got a good contract don't get me wrong he got over 100 million dollars for four years for a guy that we knew the potential was there but he hadn't exactly proven it yet right um, but at the same time, like he's like, okay, like you guys dangled me out there. You guys have not fully invested in me. Yeah, maybe I'll leave. Oh, we've got an important chance to get back to the NBA Finals. Maybe win a title, which is so important to this franchise, even though it's done it once in the last thirty plus years. Yeah, yeah, okay, we could do that. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe I'll leave. Maybe I don't want to be here. Maybe I need to know where I need to go where I'm needed. Like that is brilliant timing by him. It is expert trolling and it doesn't change. Like his play on the court has been excellent lately. So it hasn't affected his play. Like I, as they've got a little bit of pressure, maybe some of that shine is off of Joe Missoula as people are like, what's he doing with these rotations? Why are they, why are they getting worse right now? Uh He's out there going, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll leave. And I think that is such good negotiating. Go like, go super max him. Like that's what the, that's what the Celtics have to do.
0: It's why I always, I, I mean, look, I was biased because it's the heat, but the Ray Allen stuff, They actually traded Ray Allen. Like they called Ray and said, "We have a deal. You're going to Memphis." And then, you know, whoever it was reneged, and the whole thing fell apart. Like they they actually traded Ray, and they were mad that he then left.
3: Zaz loyalty only matters when it benefits you. If you can justify the the alternative, oh, it doesn't matter at all. Like you just go where you're told. That's what you do. And no, like I look, there's a lot of stuff that can prop up from from player empowerment that I think is really difficult to, to handle, but I'm for it, man. Give me the chaos. Give me the content. I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> Zach, tell everyone how they can catch a uh, cinephobe uh, and read you on the athletic and all that good stuff.
3: Cinephobe. It is wherever you get podcasts, just search cinephobe on whatever podcast app. It's part of the Meadowlark media podcast network, which by the way, loves FAU loves Miami <laughs> has someone with one of the best podcasts on their network, a San Diego State person, no call, no schedule wow. for Trash Talk this week. Wow. Cowards. Cowards. Wow. You can find a real fan that's got some pride and that's got some balls at Talk Hoops across social media. Not those cowards there. Please don't stop our podcast.
0: Wow. Yeah. wow. Cowards, I say. Excellent job, Zach. Thank you, man.
3: Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it.
0: That's a hard call out by Zach Harper. Excellent job by him. Everything NBA. He saw John Wick. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to watch Event Horizon. That's for their, it's not a recommendation if it's on Cinefo, but I, I'm interested. I want to see what's going on there. But hard call out there by Zach Harper. Get him on the program. Talk a little trash with him. FAU San Diego State. All right. Hey, you know what time of sh- show it is. Every day by the end of the show, we haven't been able to get to all all, all the big stories. And you may be saying to yourself, Zaslow, is it a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Okay, let's do it. Big deal or not a big deal? Hey, if you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home or business, you may be saying to yourself, man, is this a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I certainly don't know, but Water Cleanup of Florida, they're going to tell you. Call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Call or text... 954-900-8635 Water Cleanup of Florida Any kind of unexpected damage They're going to take care of it Fast, right quick You may not know Hey, I don't know Is this a big deal? Is it not a big deal? Water Cleanup of Florida They're going to let you know If it's a big deal Again, 954-900-8635 Let's get to it here Alright, first up on the docket here. This story is so stupid So, we know what's going on with With Deshaun Watson With Lamar Jackson all right uh, Lamar Jackson wants a trade the news came out yesterday that he requested a trade at the beginning of the month March 2nd 26 days ago and we'll see how it develops I, I it doesn't it seems like they're going to be past the point of no return right quick if they're not already there I already told you how I feel about Lamar Jackson and what's going on I I think that he is playing it all wrong I think the Ravens are playing it all right the Ravens Hey, why would the Ravens bid against themselves? Go out there, get what you think you're worth. Oh, no one's willing to give it to you? What a surprise, because no one is going to get up to that phony baloney Deshaun Watson contract. Just because the Browns make bad business decisions does not mean every team now has to make bad business decisions anyway. So when the news came out yesterday, the the, the, the Dolphins, they have a new safety. He's called Deshaun Elliott. Okay, welcome aboard. Not a great start. Because in response to the Lamar Jackson news, he tweets out hashtag Come to Miami. The hell's the matter with you? What's wrong with you, man? I mean, you've been here five minutes, and you're already do- you're already doing the we need a better quarterback than two of bullshit. What's wrong with you? I mean, it's not like other- It's not like baseball or hockey or basketball. Get as many of the great players as possible. We got one quarterback, man. Dolphin fan doesn't care about you. We don't know you from a hole in the wall. And you're already coming in here and talking about getting another quarterback instead of Tua? What the hell's the matter with you? And you can put all you want. Oh, it's just Twitter. I'm just joking. What the hell did you think was going to happen? Hashtag come to Miami. I don't know. Maybe Deshaun Elliott wants Lamar Jackson to be a wide receiver. Didn't some people think he's a wide receiver when he's coming out of college? Maybe he wants him to be a wide receiver. I mean, how stupid can you be? You are barely on the team! Worry about playing safety! Alright, so, so I'm going- I'm going big deal. It's just stupid! Don't be stupid! I don't like that. Big deal or not a big deal. Ah, it's so NBA. So you had a big-time matchup last night, right? Philadelphia 76ers at the Denver Nuggets. MB Jokic, the top two MVP candidates. They played, rec- they played in Philadelphia already. Sixers won. Embiid had a huge game. Alright, round two. Right? No. Embiid's sore. He's sitting out. That is, that is some coward shit right there. And if you don't think that's calculated, you're out to lunch. Embiid, all he cares about is his MVP award. It's all he talks about the last three years. He's obsessed with winning this MVP award. He's going to sit on his laurels after the one game where he dominated against Jokic. Why does he need to now go out in Denver? Maybe he won't play this one. And that will swing the vote, which it probably would. Why does he have to go up against Jokic? He already had a great game against him. All he cares about is that MVP award. And so he sits out last night against the Nuggets. I mean... Hey, remember all those times where Shaq was playing against Olajuwon and Shaq would rest? No, you don't remember because it would never happen. Big time players played against big time players. Now they got to rest. That is such a coward move for Joel Embiid. And you know what? Kendrick Perkins, who's a big Embiid guy, he let him hear about it yesterday on NBA Today.
2: What do you think of all this?
4: You ducking? Oh, Somebody throwing something? Somebody throwing something? Oh, man. Joel Embiid is ducking that smoke today. And y'all know how I feel about Joel Embiid. But here's the thing, right? He has been on record. We know how much it means to him to win this award. Mm. And here it is. You gave Jokic a spanking when they was down there in Philly. You have to give him an opportunity to get his leg back. You cannot sit out this game. I would have rather him sit out against the Phoenix Suns. Listen, I would have rather him get out, sit out against the Phoenix Suns. Here's the thing, right? When it comes down to these moments and these matchups, I have a vote. Mm-hmm. I have a vote. And when I go and I vote and I'm looking at the MVP and who I'm going to pencil in, I'm going to remember this moment. It's only fair. Jokic gave you his, he showed up to work in Philly. You have to give him his league back. Giannis showed up in Denver. Although they got whooped, he still was available. The series tied 1-1. You have to show up and play this game no matter what if you're Joel Embiid. And right now, from my eyes and me hearing it, it seems like he's ducking the smoke a little bit.
0: It's a terrible job by Embiid. There's no defending it. It's a big deal. And I think there's going to be people who are turned off by it, and they don't vote for him. I really do. Is that fair? Hey, that, that's for you to decide if you think that's fair or not. But Embiid 1,000% ducked Jokic last night. He's like, ah, we only played twice a year. I already got him the first time. I'm not, I'm not going to allow him to get, get his get back. Yeah, that's a terrible job at Embiid. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So you got the NFL owners meetings that are going on. You got a bunch of head coaches. John Harbaugh is on my television right now. He was talking yesterday about Lamar Jackson. Like at the same time that Lamar Jackson tweeted out, he wants out from Baltimore. That's awkward for John Harbaugh. I'm not sure he knew about it when they were talking to him. But also, Mike McDaniel yesterday. Mike McDaniel, of course, worked for the Washington Commanders for a few years. And here he was asked about their potential sale.
1: When you work for, for Dan, did you ever think like this time will happen where you see him selling the franchise?
0: Ah, uh, You know what?
1: I
3: get what you're asking. I, you know, when I worked there, I, I, I felt I felt as though he was a guy that has lived his whole life to be the owner of that particular team. So it, it is surprising, I guess. And from my experience, just because of my you know, three years there, um, it, it, I, I didn't necessarily see that coming. Um, but in general, people have different reasons to do whatever. Um, uh, I'm not going to pretend to know everything that's going on there. I'm just more looking at the fact that wow,
0: the organization's worth that much? And, you know, I couldn't get free coffee? This is not a big deal because it's really not even news. We, I mean, you're not surprised that Mike McDaniel had to pay for coffee. Daniel Snyder is practically a slumlord. This is not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal? Last night... Monday Night Raw. They call it WrestleMania Raw because this is WrestleMania week. The main event, Cody Rhodes versus the Street Champion, the undefeated Solo Sekoa. Cody Rhodes beat him. He pinned him. That's right. The first loss pinned on Solo Sikoa comes from Cody Rhodes. Next stop is SmackDown on Friday night, WrestleMania SmackDown, where Cody and Roman will be face-to-face. That was a big deal last night, Solo's first ever loss. That's right, I'm very fired up for WrestleMania week. This Friday, WrestleMania SmackDown. There's going to be the WrestleMania Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I love a good Battle Royal. And then, of course, this Saturday and Sunday, it's WrestleMania. Huge conundrum for me in the Zaslow Mansion family room. What gets big TV, what gets small TV. WrestleMania night one, Miami Hurricanes final four. I I, I told you what I think I'm leaning toward as far as my plan. But that right there, that's a big deal. And I'll tell you what else. If you're dealing with a leak or damage in your home, let's make sure it's not a big deal. You got to find out. Text or call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal. Wow. Great show today. Excellent job. Thanks to Zach Harper for joining us. Thanks to Jack McClinton for joining us. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. Hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Make sure you vote if you're a wrestling fan. We have our Elite Eight in our WrestleMania Ultimate WrestleMania Moment Bracket Challenge. It's still real to me. That's my wrestling podcast. Drops every weekend. Sometimes get bonus episodes mixed in here or there, like we will later this week, probably Thursday nights. But go vote in the Elite Eight in our WrestleMania Ultimate WrestleMania Moment Bracket Challenge. Again, make sure you tell everybody about the show. Great job by everybody who put together a phenomenal show today. You guys are all working so hard. I really appreciate everybody's hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six pack of Johnny Cuba? That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589-2204. Five eight nine two two zero four.